0: Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. What a crazy year it's been, right, with everything that's going on with COVID, and for folks who are fortunate enough to be able to still work from home. It's been a year filled with lots of virtual meetings, right? So you may have come from an environment where you're really good at navigating in the room and figuring out what you need to do, shaking hands, making alliances, talking to people, getting new ideas, whatever it is you do in that physical space, maybe that was something you had figured out. And then all of a sudden The rug is pulled out from underneath your feet and we're in this brave new virtual world. The world of back-to-back meetings, the world of Zoom fatigue, the world of do I really have to have my camera on all the time, and the world of worrying what's in your background or someone coming into your background or for some unfortunate uh, people forgetting to wear their pants uh, in their uh, virtual meeting. But seriously, I get a question a lot about how can you have executive presence in a virtual setting, right? You're on this tiny little screen, basically, compared to being there in person. Uh, Your screen may or may not be on. Other people may or may not be looking at you. The audio is different. Your ability to make eye contact is different or even just to nudge someone next to you or uh... to whisper or you know give someone a hint like all those things have kind of either been stripped away or have been replaced by new ways of doing that so it can be very difficult for people to understand how to generate executive presence in a virtual environment especially if you had it nailed in the physical environment it can be quite a challenge and some people may say We can't, and we just have to go back to the physical space. And what I like to tell people is that's not entirely true, right? They're not the same, but if you look at the same principles and leverage the principles in the context of the new environment, there are definitely things you can do to improve your executive presence in a virtual setting. So today, I'm going to share with you one thing For me, it's the most powerful thing you can do to generate executive presence in the virtual meeting. And I sum it up with a question, right? Ask yourself for any virtual meeting you're in, what is the goal of the meeting and how can I help advance the goal? Think about that for a second. There's a reason people are having the meeting. And whoever scheduled the meeting and the people who are attending want that goal to be advanced, right? So if you are on the call and you're just sitting back and you're passive or just reactive, and you're not really doing things to help advance the goal or you're waiting to be asked, and then you're just responding, you're not really doing it yourself, you will be less likely to be perceived as having executive presence versus the person who figures that out and doesn't wait to be asked, but starts to do the things that generate advancing the goal. Now, what if there is no goal to the meeting? Well, then you have a problem because it's hard to show executive presence to advance a goal when there is no goal. So one of the things you can do in that situation is you can point that out, right? And you can be the person who says, wait a second, this meeting is not a productive use of anyone's time and offer alternate suggestions. Now, I understand what some of you may be thinking. Whoa, career suicide, Joe. I am not going to do that. I am not in a position to make that call. And that's totally right. And I totally get that. However, that doesn't mean you have to sit by passively and do nothing. What you can do in that situation is... If you don't have as much power or you don't feel as bold or comfortable doing that, you can ask questions to clarify that so you get clarification and get the people who do have the power thinking about it. So for instance, you could say, it's not entirely clear to me why we're here. I just want to make sure I can contribute to the best. Can you remind me again, what is the one major thing we want to accomplish coming out of this meeting? Right, and so that's like a clarifying question. And just by asking that question, you will be perceived as someone whose spirit and 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 intention is to advance the goals, and that will inform how people feel about your executive presence. Another alternative, in the same vein, is you can make a suggestion and ask for others to weigh in. Right, so you can say something like, "Maybe could we spend the next minute?" just getting input from everyone as to what the number one goal is or what the one thing we want to advance on this call is because that would really help me clarify things and contribute better. So ask that question then have others weigh in. You don't always have to solve the question yourself to advance the goal. However, by doing that, you at the end of the call will always be appreciated by the person who created the call, as well as the other people who are on the call, who frankly don't really want to waste their time on a call that has no point or no goal. So think about that question, what is the goal of the meeting, and how can I advance that goal to create outsized executive presence, even in a virtual setting? This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Thank you for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor. Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. So far, we've been talking a lot about developing your own executive presence. But what if you need to develop more executive presence in those you lead? So your team or those who you work with? Because in order for you to be able to get the best results, you need folks who work for you or with you to also have executive presence. And for whatever reason, it's not at the level that you need it to be at, and you know you don't need to take an assessment to know that. You can just tell when someone is not bringing that particular quality to the work that they do, and the way people respond and react to them, including your own kind of assessment um, of the confidence that they inspire for you. So today I want to share with you one really important insight that can really help you as a leader to develop more executive presence in your team, and. This insight was inspired uh, by an observation that a, a mentor and and a very um, cherished colleague of mine, Michael Orth, he's a, a, a KPMG with me in communications, and he was featured on one of my podcasts, Why It Works, and the topic was status plays, right? So in terms of an organization, just a fancy way of saying like, are you up? Are you down? How high or low are you? you know, in the pecking order of the organization. And one observation that Michael made during our episode was that... Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence morsel.